Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, in the water. Do you believe the NFL draft is done? That means we have draft grades for you guys. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Back, baby. It's the charity stripe. Pitch free throws cuz they're free. So 236 coming hot at you guys. And so 235. And I'm flanked on my right by defensive coordinator Alex Toss from the Rock Tosopolis. Offensive coordinator Nikki Snacks. Is at home because it's quarantine. But we have him on a Zoom call and we could see him and he looks oh so handsome in his beard. How are you doing, guys? Good today? So good. So good. Oh, <laughs> Nick. All right, buddy. I'm glad to hear your, your spirits are, are up. Nick. Yeah, a little Neil Diamond for you. Toss, your spirits are decent. Yeah, how could they not be good? Nice. Look, I had a great. <laughs> you know why? Yeah. You know why I had a great weekend? Yeah. Because I got to watch 255 guys have their dreams come true. Oh, Nick. Yeah. Nick, that's so emotional of you. A lot of crazy. This one was crazy, dude. And everyone's like making fun of it on Twitter and whatnot about how tragic everyone's lives were. You know, like the whole Trey Wingo type. Hey, this guy's family died in a fire, or these guys, you know, lost everyone to some bubonic plague type deal. But it's it was remarkable this year. It seemed like more than ever that there were so many tragedies, and it was a little it was a little sad to watch. Um, very emotional for a lot of these guys. Austin Jackson had a crazy story that I saw today. Um, LaVisca Chenault had one I read, read about right before the draft and it, it really added a level of depth I didn't mind it, a lot of people were making fun of it it definitely was a little heavy but it definitely added a nice depth and it really made you realize how how big of dreams these guys had and what it really means to yeah. them um, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah I mean I mean, look I, I, I agree that like it was a lot 
and you know there might be some there's arguments to be made that you know like maybe it's too much but at the end of the day like they kind of want to show that all these guys are human you know and they have families just like us and i think that a lot of there was a lot of positive feedback about this virtual draft because a lot of people got to see all these players you know interact with their families that was great that was great it was very different and same thing with the coaches too it's like you see the kids coach you see the kids of the coach and general managers and all that in their homes so I think that like this draft more more so than ever like they really wanted to kind of paint the picture that everyone is is human you know and and that we're all kind of in the same thing together so, yeah i think they did a great job with not that. to mention it's the most watched draft ever so 55 million viewers over three days yeah crazy it's crazy it is crazy and it's i think it was 50 you said 55 55 million. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, bonkers. And good. I mean, obviously, there's nothing else really going on other than the Jordan doc. Um, but it, it, w- it was really enjoyable. It was great to hear these stories. The only thing I don't like, and call me if I'm crazy, it's so annoying when like they go two sentences into the analysis of these players, and then next thing you know, they're talking about how their mom did long jump at Missouri State. Like, dude, I don't care. Like, yeah. you know, it's like this guy played like how many I saw more as many basketball highlights of these guys as I did. Like Epinesa's basketball highlights outweighed his football highlights. And I was like, dude, what what are we watching yeah. here? I mean, like, it's, this is it's kind of like it's kind of the it's a cop out. Like, well, talk about the player. But it's also like this crux of like every draft. Right. No matter if it's the NFL or the NBA, you want guys in there that are it, it, you've two different types of fans, right? Also, you have viewers who are watching the draft who are other players. Yeah. And yes, you want to hear the good and bads. You want to hear people give their analysis on the picks, but it can be really insulting if, you know, someone gets picked, if Epineza gets picked in the second round and this is this, like, bright, shining moment for this guy and, you know, he hears someone over on the TV say, this guy's too slow. He's never going to be a starter in the league. Like, that's something that's really disheartening. I mean, it sucks, but I'm just saying it's like, I, how much do we have to hear about, like, everyone's family? Well, no, you're just, I'm sports. just saying, like, you're never going to get that. You're never going to get that yeah. because, and granted, a lot of they times they, anyway, they bring the analysts in. Well, they say it in a nice way. Yes. Yeah. People, you know, there's concerns about X, Y, or Z or whatever it is, but, like, they're it's never gonna they're never gonna bring in the analyst that's gonna really really like grind on these guys and be no like, I don't want that I don't want the gr- I don't want people to get ridiculed and, and, and destroyed on their special day I just don't give a shit about someone doing the long jump in the 1970s that was their uncle yeah they've got to fill time with something yeah. you know well yeah I mean you would you do miss other guys getting their name read though from it whatever that was just my only gripe with it um but I th- I, I did like also the first time they've done this virtual thing and you know there's it was surprisingly like went pretty smoothly. No, yeah, it went despite great. Everything, it went great. totally they, went great. All the all the hoops they had to jump through. Yeah, no, I think they crushed it. They did a great job. Goodell looked nice for once, um, so that was good to see. Uh, and again, like seeing like Cesar Ruiz, like all these guys, it really just humanized the whole thing and watching them get to spend it with their families because sometimes you miss that in the green room too because they're getting ushered and rushed on stage. So. That was good to watch. But now time for the analysis part of this whole thing. Who did well or who, who did not do well? Um, let's take a look. We'll start at the top. We'll start with the positive here. A team that we have number one in our draft rankings. Uh, Toss, your Dallas Cowboys. You want to kind of say what you loved about the draft since this is your team? Well, I mean, I think a lot of the, the part about what was so great about the Cowboys draft kind of fell into their lap. and Multiple times, it seems. Multiple times, and now there's no Jason Garrett and Todd Marinelli going back and forth to try and pick, you know, each one of their own guys. There's yeah. just Mike McCarthy in there, and he, you, I mean, clearly you can see he just wants, he wants to put his team in the best position to win. Yeah. And if that means 
getting you know a wide receiver who falls into your lap who's a top 10 player in this draft which I believe CD Lamb is Nick he's your favorite receiver I think a lot of people had him, too. had him you know switching top with with Jerry Judy yeah um, Ruggs ends up being the one that gets picked before them and then you know you get a three-year starter at Alabama and Trayvon Diggs a guy a guy who if they hadn't have picked CD Lamb they might have picked him. Trayvon Diggs. It's possible. The, he, it's super possible. Arnett went earlier than, yeah. than expected. Oh, yeah. Even I mean, Gladney. AJ, AJ Terrell went, went the, early, earlier than expected. Ridiculous, honestly. And the Cowboys just did the right thing, taking the best player available. And Gallimore, another guy who people had in the first round of their mocks. I love him. I yeah. think he's dope. They, they've potentially got three first-round picks. Potentially, and, yeah. And then another guy in Tyler Biadaz that, you know, interior offensive lineman out of Wisconsin who was a second round pick who before he had gotten injured was was slated as one of those offensive linemen that could have gotten in the first round before yeah. all the injury stuff and a lot of talented guys a lot was, of talent yeah. yeah so we saw guys get pushed back but besides, it was great it was a great pick besides the lamb pick I think my favorite pick for them was in round five uh Bradley Anaya yeah another guy just fell into their laps I mean the, he great was great for Utah I mean he he that that whole Utah defense Burgess Blackman you know Jalen Johnson they had a number of guys go in this draft and that was like the key and that them and Zach Moss were the key reason that the, the Utes were so competitive this past season yeah and 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 they, he, he was he, he was great for them he's a leader on the team leader in the defense and you know what he doesn't have to play right away he could no. kind of chill behind Crawford and be a situational guy behind Crawford and obviously DeMarcus Lawrence and then Neville Gallimore kind of did it with him because you guys bring in Jarrell McCoy and Terry Post. These guys are situational pieces. All of a sudden, the Cowboys, where the pass rush and the defensive line has been an issue in the past, have a bevy of depth back there. Right. And, and not to mention they can move Gallup or Cooper on the inside of the, on the slot. And there's not many teams where I actually was like pleasantly surprised with their seventh round pick. The guy, the quarterback out of James, I mean, Cooper Rush is terrible. He's our backup quarterback. Totally. I never want to see him touch the field. Yeah. Um, and this guy played against, uh, he played in the, the what's it called? The, the championship for the BCS. The, or the. FCS. The FCS, that's what I meant. Sorry. Um, against, who's the team that's always there? North Dakota know. State. Yeah. And he played, James Madison played North Dakota, North Dakota State. They lost, but I mean, I like a guy that's been in the title game. Wait, y'all got the, J- I thought the Jets got the JMU kid. No, we got him. Really? Yep. Are you sure about that? You may have to check your car facts on that one, big guy. No, y'all did. Yeah, y'all did. You may need to check your car facts. I and do. Try and oh, test they got the Florida international kid. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow. Wow. Everybody witnessed and Josh was wrong on the podcast in his own game. And I missed. I missed up. All I was doing was reading off of a page, actually. I wasn't I know. like. <laughs> I know. I got confused by colleges, but yeah. No, it's great, honestly. He's an Italian guy, too, Ben DiNucci. Yeah, he's Italian. Really, just anyone to replace Cooper Rush is is a positive, Is a positive, yeah. Uh, And then, obviously, a shout-out to Dak Prescott. Very unfortunate what happened to him. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Uh, Number two in the draft, there is the Baltimore Ravens, who... I mean, listen, they went 14-2 and two last year, and they had very little holes. One of them was that inside linebacker, which they addressed without having to move up. Big key. Mm-hmm. Letting, it's the same thing with the Cowboys. Cowboys didn't have to do anything. They let the board come to them. The Ravens did the exact same thing. Actually, the Ravens made a couple moves that allowed them to move back and forward a little bit and picked up more picks than, they, than everyone thought they had. They didn't have as many picks in day two going into it, and they walked out with a lot more. Now, 
they obviously get Patrick Queen, who shot up draft boards after a great national championship. Um, again, he's just more of a cherry on top because that defense is already super solid, and he slots in there. They've done a great job picking linebackers. Obviously, Ray Lewis is a Hall of Famer. C.J. Mosley is a very good player. So it's a lot of hype to live up to. I'm not saying Patrick Queen's going to do that, but I think he's athletic enough to help out in that Baltimore defense and be a good man in the middle for them. Obviously, it's also a lot of guys thought that people were going to take him higher than that, right? Especially as the draft was going on, how it was playing out. Once Kenneth Murray went. He was the next guy available. Exactly. Or he could have been picked ahead of Kenneth Murray. Yeah, it would have been feasible. But it's feasible. So, I mean, we had we had him in that, you know, the Saints could have taken him right there. We had him in that range. And the Ravens did a good job. Was he their guy the whole time? Maybe, maybe not. But regardless, they stayed where they were and they got him. So that's great to see out of the Ravens. I mean, my favorite pick for them, obviously, you guys know I'm a Buckeyes fan. So I got to watch the Buckeyes play a lot this season. And we, I had J.K. Dobbins going to them at one point earlier in the in the season in the first round, like the twenty eighth pick when the when the when the when the draft was slated in one of my earlier mock drafts. And so they get him in the second round. He, him, and Mark Ingram are a great one two punch. As Ingram gets older, they can start moving Dobbins into the number one role. Um, I think he could do it all out of the backfield for the Ravens. Uh, Matt Abuke, uh, another good defensive tackle who is going to be a good again a rotational piece um, for a deep defensive line. And then Devin Duvernay, our guy out of Texas. I mean, we can't say enough about Double D. Yeah. He's going to have a great NFL career. And I'm He's not one of my all-time favorite Longhorns. He, I'm. This is probably one of the picks I was most jealous of because totally, I mean, I, he the transfer so well to the NFL, especially how the way that the receiver position is played these days. Yeah. Guys like Tyler Talk about a guy who's fantastic at finding the open spots on a field when a quarterback extends a play. Devin Duvernay is that guy. He's that he's a perfect fit for Lamar Jackson. And he extends the play himself. He really is great after the catch. He reminds you of Golden Tate. Just like they're not like a huge guy. Right. But a guy who plays physical and strong, great hands. He reminds me of Heinz Ward. Sure. Yeah. A little bit, a little, little bit, bit smaller, smaller, but yeah, yeah. but sure plays a very one of those guys where you look up and it's been a quarter and a half, and he has seven receptions already, and you're yeah. like, how did he even seven receptions in fifty yards? But all like very important catches. Yeah, he's big time. He's like a very good security blanket, which will bode well and allow them to stretch the field even more with Hollywood Brown yeah. and open up the run game and be a nice safety blanket. I mean, I think the reason why this this um, the Ravens draft is so appealing to me is that they're they're getting all these pieces where guys who might have been iffy in different situations are coming into uh, you know a similar position like in the Cowboys where they don't have to play and start and make a huge significant impact from the jump and can kind of slot in and, and make their way and find their own path. Which that's is how like, it, yeah, that's why guys like Malik Harrison, who's good out of Ohio State at the inside linebacker spot, yeah. guys like Ben Bredesen, who's a good interior offensive lineman for Michigan, don't have to come in and do work right away and can kind of get acclimated because this team's already 14-2. and two. For sure. So it, it kind of works out in, in ways where guys are given the room to be the backup and barring injuries allowed to carry the clipboard at other positions for a little bit and then kind of get your feet wet. I mean, you, you see there's a reason like a lot of teams stay on top. Oh, the Patriots always do well. They draft well despite not drafting pro bowlers, whatever. They draft well. There's always, they always get impact players. It's because they create depth, and they allow guys to be situational, and they allow guys to bring them in nice and easy versus a rush in. Um, and outside of Queen, I think no one's going to be rushed in really on that Ravens team, but Queen's your first-round pick. So I love what the Ravens did. There. Next up, we have the Jags, who got torched this offseason for not bringing in a quarterback yet. They've yet to bring in a quarterback uh, other than Gardner Minshew. They got rid of Nick Foles. They lost Bouye. They lost Clay Campbell. Uh, they lost Ramsey last season. They did get picks back for all these guys, but Campbell um, and Bouye, uh, for the talent they have, were definitely 
at a cheaper cost than most people thought. Um, but again, I thought they did a lot with what they had. I mean, they had so many picks. Yeah, they really they had did. So many picks, which a, a team like that, you need all those picks to rebuild your roster because there's so many holes. And I think they utilized them correctly. I think CJ Henderson, is he as good as Jalen Ramsey? No, but he's definitely a starting cornerback in the NFL. He's got the size. Um, he's got the playmaking ability. I like Clavon Chason. Who he's the best. He's the second best edge rusher, you know, in this draft class behind and, Chase Young. Who's and a, doesn't have to be the best edge rusher on his team. Right. Benefits from playing across from Josh Allen, which is great. Uh, I think Devon Hamilton out of Ohio State is a great pick um, there for them. He's a big nose tackle, a guy I thought the Steelers could go after in the second round. Um, I think it's a great value pick in the third round. Yeah, a uh, team that needs receivers, they go get LaVisca, right? Who, again, I love LaVisca Chenault. It's just, can he stay healthy? If he's healthy, yeah. he's great. He's a first-round talent. But the injury concerns are there, and there's too many wide receivers in this draft, so it's going to drop him a little bit. I think a guy like Shaq Quarterman, who we I think were high on, pick. it's a great pick. A guy we were high on out of Miami, you know, a good every-down player out of him. He doesn't have to be amazing, you know, he just has to be a serviceable starter. You win in the second and fourth rounds. Colin Johnson just plays a little soft for me. We've spoken about this time and time again, but he's a Texas guy. We'll root for him in Jacksonville. Um, he's like a fourth or fifth receiver for them right now, though, because they have yeah. DJ Chark. They he's have a little TD. too dimensional. Yeah. But listen, he's a guy that, you know what, you drive down the field, you get big playability with DJ Chark, you have LaVisca Chanel for the hard yards, you have D.D. Westbrook, uh, who does a little bit of mix of both. You get down, you're in the red zone, all of a sudden you have a big-bodied 6'6", Colin Johnson. Sometimes it's all you need, man. Right. Sometimes especially you when just you got, need him to get in there. Especially when your running back's Leonard Fournette and all of the attention is on him. Yeah. It, for, you get an opportunity for Colin to go one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. Change, game changer. Yeah, we've seen how good he can be at yeah, his best, right? Totally. He doesn't have and to in be. The, and in the fifth round, like, it's a good pick. He could be a guy that, you know what, gets you 30 receptions a year for 300-something yards, but nabs you seven red zone touchdowns. That's that, you, you need touchdowns at the end of the day. Yards are huge, obviously, yeah. moving the ball. But at the end of the day, you need touchdowns, and that would be a good utilization of him. I think the Jaguars did well. It's just about how they use these guys. Yeah. So we'll see with them. Number four. That's kind of a weird, that one's kind of a weird thing where it's like the Ravens and the Cowboys, their teams are already in good positions. So them going to the draft makes it a little bit easier for them. The Jags kind of had, had it against themselves, right? Like mm -hmm. where they're in a really tough position and we actually look at what they did and feel pretty good about what they did. Totally. E even though like looking at their team after the draft, there's still a lot of holes and there's still a lot of question marks. Yeah. Um, from a draft standpoint, they did well. Yeah, I think they, they and they drafted a little bit better than the Dolphins we have at four. But then again, I like the Dolphins. To, like, if you're a player going to Miami, you like that situation better than going to Jacksonville. There's a little more certainty. Um, yeah. Obviously, they t they run the risk with Tua, right? Which was a surprise up until day out. We kind of saw that coming. So they run the risk with Tua, who again, I'm curious to see what they do with the Rosen. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but Fitzpatrick's going to be the guy week one. We could all agree on For that. For sure. Unless, barring, you know, he's fully healthy and crushes in training camp. Austin Jackson is a good pick at left tackle. I don't know if he's Laramie Tunsil good, but he's going to be a starting left tackle for them to start. I like that. I like Igbehan and Gene. What's up? Did they trade back in to get the 30 pick? Yeah, they move back. They were at the 26. They move back, pick up an extra pick later. I uh, got Igbehan and Gene, who out of Auburn, who, again... It's kind of a, f I mean, any of these cornerbacks always are that, are, that are after, you know, yeah. after Akuda and after Henderson are kind of, we don't know who's going to be the best out of them. 
But you got to take your shots. They already, but they already have Xavier Howard. They've signed Byron, Byron Jones. Jones. Yep. So Igbenhamji, who's a speedy guy, um, can play in the slot a little bit. Yeah. Um, to start out, which is nice. I think Robert Hunt's a good interior offensive lineman. I think Raekwon Davis is completely undervalued in this draft, and I love that pick for them to have him on the inside of that defensive line. And then our guy Brandon Jones goes there. Um, I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit early for him, based totally. off of what I saw from but him we're last year. Guy for sure. Absolutely rooting for him. They they go up to get to get a guy like him, but then you know they get a guy like Curtis Weaver, who could have been a second round pick. So Excellent it's, pick in the fifth round. First yeah. round talent, Curtis Weaver in the fifth round. Great, yeah, yeah. totally a guy we all really like. And then, but Brandon Jones, I think that whole Texas defense fell apart, so it's it's it was just tough to gauge because he was he had good moments. Yeah. But we'll root for him. It definitely was. I'm I'm surprised he was the first long taken. You got to be happy about going to Miami though. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, it's a sick place. Yeah. Um, uh, I love the Malcolm Perry pick though too. He had a Navy, right? You know, that's it's it's always cool to see the Navy guys. You know, get some love. And yeah, he obviously was a huge playmaker for them, and you know, broke some records with them as well. And you know, it's it's going to be cool to kind of see how those skills transfer the NFL. Yeah, and it's like if you're going to get a guy like that who's really versatile, like don't go get Lynn Bowden in the third round. Wait until the seventh round and take a flyer. You yeah, know? like yeah. The I mean, Taysom Hill kind of changed the game a little bit. There's like a new there's a position and it's called the football player. Yeah, the athlete where you're coming out of high school into college and then you get a new position assigned is like kind of the same thing happening in the NFL right now. Totes, totes right now. Where we have Jalen Hurts and we're like, well, we don't know if they're actually going to use him as a quarterback from the get-go. They may not. They may use him. Who knows? Peterson's going to do It's going to be nuts. Um, Five, we have the Vikes, the Minnesota Vikings. New man's on the Minnesota Vikings. There's a lot of new men. A ton of picks. Ton. Yeah, I think they had. I think they had the most at like fourteen or something like Crazy. that. Crazy. They could have um, taken every LSU player if they wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Bonkers. They took one. Another great. They let him fall. Love that pick. Philadelphia goes for Rager, and Minnesota's like, okay, you're not going to take him. Well, we'll try and do our best at replacing Stephon Diggs by getting Justin Jefferson. I don't think Rager is a bad. I think Rager's a good player. I just don't think he's better than Jefferson. I think that's a bit of. A, I think that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Well, I certainly think from a guy who can go, and we were talking about Duvernay and praising him for a guy who can go and get you a bunch of receptions in a game. Rager's more of a downfield receiver, big yeah. play. Jefferson is just your kind of go-to guy. Yeah, I he think, could be a true number one. Yeah, I think he'll, from Thielen. I think he'll pair really well with Thielen. So do I. Bit and of, then bit of a longer game. Gladney again, good pick out of TCU. They trade back, trade back at him. Another cornerback to add some depth there. They take two two cornerbacks. Cameron Dantzler is a guy that could have gone in the second round. They get him in the third. And as for Cleveland, the tackle, I think they needed. I thought they were going to go offensive line with him on their first two picks. I was a little disappointed, but watching Ezra Cleveland fall to them, a guy that we thought could go early in the first round. And we Browns see Cincinnati. Yeah, we see Cincinnati with the first pick in the second round. We're like, oh, there's no way they're not taking Ezra Cleveland. And, and then he falls all the way down. So yeah. good pick, good value pick by the Vikings there. And don't be surprised if Troy die linebacker does a little damage um for them i like that pick and kenny wilkes in the out of michigan state good a good productive college player but who knows if he'll translate yeah um but i thought the vikings did well. i don't mind the seventh round nate stanley pick either yeah boy out of iowa keep him in the north yeah browns doing well again seems like the browns always do well it's just can they put it together on the field is the biggest question every damn year um, well, with another, I mean, with adding Jedrick Wills, you're just protecting Baker more. So had to be the pick. It, like that, that was my issue with the Cardinals. Like, I mean, the, the he, pick had to be. He argued could have been. He could argue have been the best, you know, tackle in this draft. Totally, you know, dude. Just, just from like a pure um, athleticism standpoint, and and his track record at Alabama. Um, but you know, some teams prefer other guys, and they got 
a steal at 10, I feel like. I think I feel like Jedrick Wills could have been in the top five. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, he, he could have easily been. The, he could have been the first tackle taken. Could have been. It's pretty much tomato, tomato with all those guys. Yeah, all those yep. guys. Becton, Worse, all of them, right? Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. You look, I mean, I think Thomas kind of solidified himself as that front runner. Because the, he was so just a surefire thing. Yeah. Or as close to it as you can be in this league. But I think Wills, I mean, I'm interested to see how he does in left tackle. But I think that offensive line with the two tackles, him and Conklin, you kind of solidify that. Nick, you love the Delpit pick. Right, the Delpit, right, yeah. You pair him with a guy he's already played with in Greedy Williams. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. He just if if he Look, didn't this, have this a team down, is basically LSU now. Yeah, if he didn't have a down year last year, it's it's different. He's not going in the second round. Oh you no! Know? And they yeah. pick up Jordan Elliott, J- Jacob Phillips, two productive guys again. Pe- Peoples Jones in the sixth, like yeah, a lot of guys like really him in the third good, round. Really good depth pieces yeah. right there that that could be contributors in the rookie season. I like um, this draft for them. I like them too. I like what the Panthers did. They're a number seven team, full on seven. All seven picks were defense, which is crazy. Um, they Vin- took the guy vintage, with, just just vintage Panthers and vintage. I wish I wish it was Rivera who was the one who was making those picks because I feel like it feels very much like a Ron Rivera draft. It just feels like the, yeah, this is the, the first right. first time in the modern draft era that a team has drafted only defensive players. Really, it's crazy. That's wild. So Matt Rule's making this. I absolutely loved their first three picks. Yeah, crushed them. Derek Brown, I think, still is the top three player in this draft. Easily. Yeah. Gross Matos that late. We yeah. thought he we thought he could have gone in the first round. To get an athletic edge guy rushing in. And then to get Jeremy Chin too at the end of the second. People slip sleep on him, don't know him because he's not from a big school, but he's a big bodied safety. Yeah. I really wanted New England. I wanted New England to get him or Ashton Davis. I wanted us to take two safeties. That was my issue with the draft. I really wanted two safeties. Uh and Jeremy went Chin is just a big boy. Um, kind of like they they have him, Shaq Thompson, both two hybrid guys. Uh, Gross Matos, you could stand him up, you could line him down. I think they're playing a three-four over there, and then Derek Brown, you just plug him in the middle. He's just such a big body; he's gonna cause such chaos in the middle, and allow people to be around better to be better around him. Um, yep. Derek Brown's one of my favorite players in this draft. At the eight, we have the New York Jets. Do Adam Gase, Joe Douglas coming in doing well? Yeah, right move. Excellent move, taking Becton and not jumping on the wide receiver train. And then they go to the second round. They can get Denzel Mims, who I think was their guy this whole time, where they're sitting, but they move back, pick up extra picks, and still get Denzel Mims. It is a completely different draft for them if they grab rugs at the 11 here because who are they getting to protect Sam Darnold at 59? It's not as important. I'd rather have Mims and Becton than rugs and whatever tackle you're going to take later on in the draft. For sure. For sure. Yep. It's like I completely agree with that. I mean, this was the biggest, you know, debate for the Jets is are they gonna go the top tackle or are they gonna go the top receiver? Yeah. And I think the drop off from Becton to the next best tackle you could have gotten in the second round is way huge way further. And, and look, spoiler alert, the team that picked Ruggs is our thirtieth team in the yeah. draft. We gave them a terrible draft value. Totally. Because I mean, granted they they messed up with some of their other picks too, but I just they didn't fall Pray to the trap that was that was put in front of them, the totally. Jets, and I think they won because of it. I think they get. I mean, look, they it's no it's not it's no surprise they drafted Brickershaw Ferguson, they drafted Nick Mangold in the 06 draft. A couple years later, they're back to back AFC championships. They didn't go there because of an aging Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah, their defense was good, but or, or Mark Sanchez. They just had a sick offensive line. Yeah, tell me who their best receiver was. Curse. I don't even remember who was their receivers. I yeah, mean, I they had Antonio Holmes. They had a who was who was their tight end was their best receiver. Antonio Holmes was the best receiver. Wasn't Winslow there then? 
Winslow might have been there, Dustin Keller, one of the two. Yeah. But like nothing great to tight end. Yeah. Their weapons were meh. mediocre, even yeah. though, even though San Antonio Humps is a gnarly catch in the end zone for that freaking Pittsburgh for Steelers Pittsburgh. title. It's one of the craziest. Um, but yeah. I love what the Jets did. I like the, I like Ash Davis. Jets play a little defense here and grab James Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Great defensive pick. I mean, because I think that's the guy that Belichick would have taken and then Bryce, quarterback if he was to Bryce take Hall. one. Bryce Hall, who I think was who, who might have been the best corner. In the ACC, if gets he was injured, healthy, yeah, yep, drops him healthy, down, yeah, yeah, drops him, drops him out of the early rounds. I think it's a good value pick there. See, I can kind of see a similar situation with what the Chargers did with Denzel, Denzel, uh, Desmond King. They took him in the fifth round a couple years back, and now mm-hmm. he's a pro bowler. Guys yeah. had no right. business going in the first, fifth round. Denzel, exactly. Desmond King, no business. Also, look out for Lamichael Pirine. Yeah, like not a bad pick. Samaje's little brother. Right. Not a bad, yeah, he's not just cousin. 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 Not cousin. a bad pick to everyone's related in the NFL. It seems uh, double D's related to Kyler Murray. The uh, it's not a it's a good pick to back up Le'Veon Bell. You know who knows how he'll pan out. A lot of these running backs are very hit or miss. Um, but again, you need some you need some depth and you need some guy to spell uh, Le'Veon Bell. Go he, he's go the apply big some go apply some pressure on Elijah McGuire because I'm tired of hearing that that guy can come in and be effective. Yeah, I'm tired <laughs> of hearing that. Uh, we got next up at 9, 10, 11. We got Broncos at 9, Bills at 10, Colts at 11. Uh, quickly with these guys rolling through them all. Broncos love – I I didn't love what the Raiders did, but I did love what the Broncos did. I think Judy's the best receiver in this class. I think he's the best route runner. Um, I think he's got great hands. Uh, you can you, you can convince me that it's CeeDee Lamb. I don't – you can't – I think Ruggs is very good, but you can't convince me he's better than both those guys. And I think he compliments – uh, what they have there already. Cross from Cortland Sutton. Yeah, and I think KJ Hamler just adds just like a, such a speed piece, a deep threat for sure. ball for, for Drew sure. Locke, who's got a lively arm, and all of a sudden they have a bevy of weapons with Font, Cortland, like you mentioned. Um, they have Melvin Gordon. They have Philip Lindsay. So now all of a sudden they have some weapons here. You bring uh, in Lloyd Cushenberry from again. LSU. Yeah, my big issue would have been like similar to the like, had the Jets not gotten a cornerback. I would have had a problem with them. They would have, that would have dropped them. But they not only do they get a cornerback, they get a steal at cornerback. Had the Broncos not gotten offensive linemen, I would have an issue with them. But I think they get a steal at offensive line. I do too. With Cushenberry. And then you bring in Albert, I'm not even going to, Albert O from Mizzou, who played with Drew Locke. I mean, I think Drew Locke is ecstatic about what they're bringing him. This is the exact exact opposite, you know, feeling that Aaron Rodgers has right now when he looks at what his team did in the draft, right? Mm hmm. Totally. This is a very John Elway-esque draft, it looks like. I mean, they went heavy offense here, three receivers. Tyree Cleveland in the seventh round, I think, is another steal here. Yeah. He's a guy that was kind of flying up draft boards that fell a little bit. Yeah, and then they take a couple – Yeah, they take a couple defensive guys who – Probably most of us have never even heard of, but can fit Vic Fangio. I think he just lets, let, lets Vic do what he wants on the defensive side of the football, <laughs> which is why you bring a guy like Vic Fangio in. You trust that he's going to control the defense, yeah. and you're going to put an offense in place. I, I don't have a problem with what they did here at all. I kind of I kind of dug it. I just think, and again, like not we thought they were going to move up to get Judy. They stand pat and let follow the board fall to them. You got to respect that. And Ten the Bills. Yeah. Right? Epines is good, not great, but again, he's a rotational piece because they invested so heavily in the offseason and the in the defensive line. So I like that for them. I like Zach Moss. I think he's a great complement to Devin Singletary. He had some injury issues down the stretch for Utah, which dropped him back a little bit. He could have been picked higher ahead of some of these other running backs, um, but he was the driving force for the youth these past couple seasons at running back. So I think him and Dev Singletary are a great one-two punch for Josh Allen in the backfield. 
And then look, yeah, you bring on Stefan Diggs. Yeah, you got John Brown and Cole Beasley. But I still think they needed some help at wide receiver. And getting Gabriel Davis, who there were so many question marks at the UCF quarterback position after Mackenzie Milton went down yeah. with that gruesome injury. And a guy who snagged 12 touchdowns for UCF last year is like, that's a, that that matters. Yeah, in the, in the fourth, too. He's 6'2". You gotta like it. 6'3", 215. Like a big-bodied receiver. He's your number four receiver. Yeah. Right. It just adds. Some, and Diggs is not a massive guy. They needed a big body receiver, and they go they go and get that in the fourth round. Um, I think that was a great value pick for them. I like what the and then from they take from because you need a backup in this league. You do. And best case scenario, I don't from, mind their their backup right now. I think Barkley's fine. Matt Barkley's fine, but you need fine. Enough, he's fine. But I think I think taking from is a good value pick where not, a lot not, of people had yeah, from earlier, not allowing anyone else to snag him. Best case scenario, he sees a snap here and there, shows some flashes. You trade yeah. him for a third round pick, all yeah. of a sudden, boom, you know you, you, you get some serious value there for sure. And you've totally happen, duped another team. I love it. Yeah, I'm not as high on the Bills as you were, but I think. I think they did what they needed to do. Yeah, I think this is they added good depth in places they needed depth, and look, they're the favorite. I mean, in the it's NCs. a win. Yeah, it's a win now team. So yeah, they needed. They're they, ready to go. You need depth in this league. Colts uh, do more. Colts add Michael Pittman Jr., who I think could have been a first round pick. He was excellent last year at USC, where the quarterbacks were. It was like a quarterback carousel at times. Um, he really showed excellent flashes over there as a Trojan, uh, and, and is a serious compliment. A big body receiver, opposite what they have on the roster right now with Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, and Zach Pascal. I, I think he's great. Um, a great pick for them. And then they take John Taylor, who I, he's going to be their first, he's going to be their starting running back. He has to be. I, I think Marlon Mack's good, but this is a guy that. Yeah, this is a guy that ran for 6,000 yards in three years. I'm a big Marlon Mack fan. So I think, I think he's good, yeah. Either way, I think it's a it's a good pick because everybody in the NFL is spelling their running backs, right? And yeah. bringing in multiple backs, um, no matter if the back is healthy or not, unless they're you know the five guys that take all the carries in the league. But I, yeah, John Taylor, he is a, he's, a ready, he's ready to go. Ready There's to go. no what, doubt about that. And what's your biggest question with Marlon Mack? Like your only injury is my biggest question. Can he carry not, the not workload? Not productivity, because yeah. I think he's a productive running back. Can he carry the workload for a full season? You just don't know that. With John Taylor, you know this guy can carry the workload if he needs yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, with Phil at the helm and bringing Pittman in, you know, the receiver, especially with Hilton going yeah. down all the time, and then bringing in John Taylor, I'm really excited about this offense next year. Mm-hmm. And now you bring That's in good. DeForest Buckner too. Like this Colts team could be, they could make some yeah. noise, especially with. That's the, the I mean, I mean. I know this is the draft, but they used their first-round draft pick on DeForest Buckner. Counts, so. man. That's why it counts with the Bills, too. That's why I have Bills up there with Diggs. I yeah. mean, it counts for sure, Nick. It, 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 DeForest Buckner is better than anyone they're getting there at 13. Also, to invest in their future and pick Jacob Eason, who I think could be like – he could be one of the flashy guys who ends up being really good out yeah. of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, and you, you could take a shot. Now you could potentially, now you could potentially use Jacoby Brissett as trade bait, too. For sure. We, my point is, you know that Jacoby Brissett is not going to be the guy you saw last year. As mm-hmm. as good as he is as a placeholder, he's not your starting quarterback. Phil, you know, only has so many years left. And I like Eason. I think he has way more upside than a guy like Fromm, who I look at him and I can already see his ceiling. Yeah, I, I with look an at eye test. I look at Jacoby Brissett and I, I think, I if if he has everything going right for him around him, he could be good. The minute he has to be the guy and make things happen on his own, he can't do that, which makes him not a viable QB1 or a top-tier, top-two-tier QB1, and that means he's an undesirable guy to have as your franchise signal caller. 
Yeah. So I think right. he's just like a backup or a good quarterback on a bad team. I think Eason is a bit of a, a bit archaic. He's a bit old school. He doesn't move as well as you'd like to see a quarterback move I think nowadays. I think he's a little bit like Philip Rivers. Yeah, I got. I think he's. I think he's like gunslinger. He's a he's gunslinger. A, he's got a good, lively arm. I think it's a good place for him with Frank Reich. Most importantly, that the coach is there for him for sure. Um, Bengals don't move at all. They just take the first overall pick in every damn round. They did well. Like I, Nick, you love T. Higgins, so you could speak to a bit more on this. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorite receivers in this draft class, besides Ceedee Lamb. I mean, the guy's electric on the field. Mm-hmm. Great, great hands. I mean. He's got records with DeAndre Hopkins and and Mike Williams, you know, at Clemson, and that's a, some pretty good company there. You know, totally. guys yeah. are really, I think, really big forces in this league, and I think that T. Higgins is going to go ahead and do the same thing with a new quarterback, you know, with Joe Burrow. Right. Yeah. I mean, you look at him. You look at his frame. He's tall. He's got the burner speed. I mean, he's got like all of the the tools that we're used to in looking at wide receivers. If we look ten years ago, we'd be like, "Oh my god, this guy this is be a top five pick. This guy's nasty." And hopefully, yeah, exactly. the one question mark that's there, which is there with Mike Williams, is T. Higgins is in and out of the lineup, right? Yeah. If he can stay healthy, and he's surrounded by other receivers, a guy like Tyler Boyd, who you know kind of made his way into the NFL and has made a name for himself, a guy like AJ Green, who's been a stalwart top 10 wide receiver every year that he's healthy like he's learning from guys he could easily take John Ross's spot as that third oh, guy and and it's just another weapon for Joe who I've heard like a month and a half ago like already started learning the, the playbook yeah, this guy's I like everyone can say what they will about this guy how big his hands are whatever it is this guy works so hard yeah he but. will be ready he I've changed my mind he will be ready week one to play He'll be ready. Another underrated, another underrated aspect that you kind of see is, you know, you draft your, your quarterback at number one, and then you take your receiver at number two, a guy who could have gone in the first round. I mean, there's got to be, like, some, you know, underlining, you know, bond that these two guys have had. They played against each other in the national championship, but it's good to kind of have, you know, a guy that's coming in with you so you guys can kind of start from day one and create a bond. For sure. AJ Green's not going to be there for long. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, no, and, like T. Higgins can be Joe Burrow's guy. His for sure. guy in his career. You know, and they, you know, they played wow. against each other in the national championship, and I, T. Higgins won the year before, right? Yeah. So they're both champions. They both expect a lot out of themselves, and will expect a lot out of this team. So hopefully, they can come in as young vocal leaders for this team. Which yeah, is yeah, much I mean, needed. Get it I won't be, on. I won't be surprised if these two guys become best friends on this team. For sure, you kind of need to be. Yeah, in a sense. I would be. I would be sure, listen. The thing the Bengals want to get AJ Green healthy, want to get him into a couple of games, then trade him. That has to be the move. That has to be the motive. There's no way they can trade him after. Look what the Redskins got dog shit for Trent Williams. They got an extra yeah. third round pick for an elite left tackle because he missed the year yeah. and sat out. Yeah. You can't do this. You have to let AJ Green play a little bit, then move him with on a one year deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like what the Bengals did there. Um, I think Joe will be ready to start week one. Just do you start in week one? It's a big question. Bucks at number 13. Lions at 14. Giants at 15. I don't think that these guys did badly. I just think the other teams would be better. You kind of sub them in with a couple teams ahead of them. Bucks again, letting the board fall to them. They jump up one pick to lock interest in Worfs, just in case someone else is going to move up to get him. He doesn't have to play I, left I tackle right away. Yeah? I do think the Bucks could have snuck in our top 10. Sure. Just because I think they got great value picks. Anton Winfield's a guy who could have gone in the first round. Totally. You know, 
guy that he probably is going to come in and start right away. Yeah, absolutely. So I like I like Tyler Johnson. Yeah, me too, Nick. Me too. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that was a really good pick. Sneaky. A pick. guy who's not going to have to be. They know that he's not going to be thrown right into the receiving core right away because they have plenty of weapons to go around right now. But he could learn from guys like Godwin and Mike Evans and perfect his game and be a be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, this this guy was top up. fifty on most people's draft boards, and he went in the fifth round. Yeah. I just think he's got some drop issues. For sure. But other than that, I think it's a listen, they don't have much depth behind Godwin and Evans. So they need a they need a receiver. If someone has drop issues, as long as they don't catch the ball like Terrence Williams off their chest, yeah. I'm confident that they can get over it. How many tight ends are the Bucks gonna run this year? Three? Is that possible? If you have have Godwin to. Evans, that's two players. The offensive line and Brady is six. That's eight players. They can run three tight ends, two wide receivers, empty backfield. <laughs> They could totally do that. They, yeah. they, I can't believe they couldn't find a trade for O.J. Howard. I can't believe – I mean, I get Njoku's on the roster still, but the Browns took a tight end later on in the draft. They took Harrison Bryant, who was the, the, one of the top, the top tight end in the nation last year when the award is top tight end in the nation. We didn't mention him. In the fourth round, they took him. Um, I, I can't believe a lot of these guys were – no no Ngakwe wasn't moved. Fournette wasn't moved. Pretty crazy to me. Um, but I think, the, again, the Bucks did a great job. You bring up Antoine Winfield Jr., Nick. He's going to start right away, and Morris will be the right tackle at opening day as well. Who are the uh, – are there any running backs available in free agency or just on – you know, I don't know, pick up? but the Bucks took Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt in the third round. Listen, he's we'll going to be a backup. I, I, think it's a, yeah. I think it's a wait and see, too. I mean, you got, you know, Dare Abungawale, can't even say his name, can step in as the pass-catching back. I yeah. just, like, can Ronald Jones get all the workload? Probably, probably should. not. Probably should. Him and Vaughn will probably split it up. Yeah. Uh, Lions get their running back because Carrion Johnson unfortunately can't stay healthy, so they get DeAndre Swift. They're a fourteen team. I think DeAndre Swift's a guy that people love. Um, I didn't. I wasn't as high on him. Then I started watching more on him, doing a little more research into him. He's he's sick. So that's a great <laughs> pickup for the Lions. Okuda had an unbelievable answer. Someone was like, hey, "What do you what do you have to say about people that are calling your play sloppy?" He goes, "I had zero holding penalties and zero pass interferences last last season." So you may want to rewatch that's the tape. That's really impressive. That's insane. That's insane. Also, what a like dumb question by whoever was asking it. Like someone trying to get it's him in to talk pick. into a trap. Like, come on, man. The Come third on. overall pick, he is a true lockdown corner. If he's yeah. if he's all suited up and ready to go, Patricia sees him and looks okay. That could be my Stefan Gilmore. I'm going out and getting him. I love it. That's the move right there. Um, and I like look, I like Okwara in the third round. All three of those guys are going to start right away. Yeah, Okwara is a guy who if he doesn't get hurt, he could be a first round pick. He's For sure. There. There's so For much, sure. There's so much talent in this draft. Really like him a lot. Um, but Okuda, look, you could say, yeah, I would have liked them to take Simmons, who's a Swiss Army knife, Derek Brown, who's the interior guy. But last year, the defensive player of the year played what position? Cornerback. So it makes a difference in this league. Darrell Rivas, Namdi Richard Sherman. It anchored the defense in the defensive backfield, especially in a pass-happy league. And again, I've already said it, but like you play Aaron Rodgers twice. Twice. With Devontae Adams. you got to lock him You down. got Thielen. You have Allen Robinson, even if the Bears don't have a good quarterback. Yeah. You need a lockdown corner in this For league. For sure. I like the, the Giants didn't have a lot of picks, but I think they take the, they needed to take a left tackle at four, and they did. Guy, you could start right away. Happy about that. They needed a, a, a difference maker somewhere on the defensive side of the football, and Xavier McKinney, a guy that we all thought was going in the top 20, slipped into the second round. Crazy. And it's an excellent pick. For sure. By the, by the New York Giants. Really love what they did there. 
Um, he could play free safety. You can move Jabril Peppers to strong safety, uh, have him over there, which is his natural spot. And now all of a sudden you have two good young athletic safeties in the defensive backfield, um, which is a gr- which is a great start for the New York Giants and your rebuilding. Yeah, um, I think there are a couple. I think there are a couple defensive pieces away still from being really competitive. And they went all defense with the rest of their picks past round three, which yeah. I'm not. I'm not super enticed by any of the picks that they made. Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure someone will pop through there and yeah, become a contributor. Just, hopefully, I just think their defense is not good enough to not maybe just to not beat the teams outside the NFC East, and you got to get a couple wins there, unfortunately, to really make a difference. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm happy with their, really happy with their first two picks. And I think Matt Pert, a, g- a good backup tackle. I think Shane Lemieux is a good pick, a guard out of Oregon. I think those two good offensive linemen create some depth in the offensive line, which people forget you need there time and time again. Yeah. So we have the G-men over there. Moving on, we have at 15, we have the Niners at 16, Cardinals at 17, Chargers at 18, Saints at 19. We could speak to all these teams a little bit. All these teams kind of the same. Not many picks, but good picks. A lot of movement. Niners move back to 14 one spot, still get their guy in Kinlaw, move up to 25 um, in, a, in a deal, and and still get and get Brandon Ayuk, a guy they wanted, coveted. They saw Jefferson they fall off the board. They saw Rager fall off the board. They go get their boy right there. Um, and again, doesn't have to be number wide receiver one. He just has to contribute slightly. That team is boom, boom, ready to go. They get Trent Williams in the draft, even though Joe Staley retires. Uh, I think Kinlaw is an immediate impact. He's going to start right away. And it's a successful draft for John Lynch getting those two guys, two contributors as, as, as rookies, yeah. in my opinion. Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals wasn't happy with them at first passing up on an offensive tackle as good as Isaiah Simmons is. I think that was the most important piece, but they let the ball but, fall to them, and Josh Jones goes to them in the third round. I can't believe he fell exactly. that far. Exactly. So I mean, they – they got super lucky here, passing up on a tackle and getting Josh Jones in the yeah, third round. For mm-hmm. sure, best case that could have happened for them. Yeah, yeah. Cliff's digs, by the way, are awesome. Cliff's house. His house is unreal. Donkulous. Isaiah Simmons <laughs> and Chandler Jones could end up being the best pass rushing duo in the league. I mean, Isaiah Simmons. I've been saying it from the get go. I've been wanting him on my team, but I mean, yeah, he's you're just sad. Unbelievable athlete, and I think that he's going to be. A pretty damn good football player in this league for a long time. Agreed. Yeah. I also think that it helps that he, I mean, my one big knock on him the entire time is I don't think he, even as fast as he is, his his real specialty is not in coverage. It's not, I don't think. No. Um, but he, they have Patrick Peterson, who yeah. is probably the best. going to be a corner. No, no, I know. But just helping out over the top if they, yeah. if they drop him back or anything like that. But yeah. I mean, I think I they think can mask him in a lot of ways. I think for sure. He's a linebacker safety, not safety linebacker, of course, like you're saying. Right. Um, but I think he's going to be great off the edge, which a lot of people. Yeah, up front, he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be a nightmare. It's all about getting to the quarterback. So. Chargers, yeah, Nick, I like thoughts. The, I like. The, I like the Eno Benjamin pick as well from Arizona State. Yeah, seventh minute. round that was a nice pick. They do. They do have Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds on the roster, but I mean, this is a big opportunity for these guys to be a great committee. Yeah, absolutely. Your Chargers at 18. What do you think? Oh, all right. Well, you know, not really happy with the first overall pick in in um, Justin Herbert, but I think that I have to give it a shot. You know, this, you have to let it. You have to see what it, you have to see how Paul plays out. Look, Daniel Jones was the sixth overall pick, and I kind of like him. Kind of so, like him. Didn't yeah. like him when they drafted him. This is going to be the guy for the next, you know, three to four years. We'll see what's going on with that. But the one move I really do like in this draft is trading up to get Kenneth Murray. You know, you get the best linebacker arguably in the draft a guy that every team has been high on from the start I mean we love I, him I, 
I didn't read a negative report on this guy at all. And we love him. We've seen him play for a long time. He's always tormented our Longhorns, and I think he's going to be an amazing football player. For mm-hmm. sure. I think, yeah, I think it's Cajun great. Hill also, a Snag. steal. Great value. This, yeah. Value. Not a ton of speed, not like the, the most dazzling athlete on the field, but really shorthanded. You know, lead, he's the all-time leader in receptions at Ohio State. Um, definitely another guy that you can just kind of plug into an offense that really doesn't need a ton of receiver help. He can kind of just learn from guys like Keenan Allen and step up when he's needed to in the slot. Yeah, for I sure. like him a lot. Too. I like that pick a lot. That's why I think 18 is a fair move for you guys. Which it could be higher if Herbert's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could look back at this draft and be like, "Holy shit, Herbert was the best. He was the best quarterback in the draft." Or we can franchise linebacker. Terrible. Yeah, that was a terrible pick. You know. Yeah, Herbert's a big boomer bust guy, you know, and we don't we don't really know yet until we see how he adjusts in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. and well, I mean, but with the roster honestly, that they yeah. have now. You know the the thought is that they're not going to have the sixth pick next year, right? Yeah, so if you're going to take well, your I mean, shot, take your shot. If you I like mean, the if guy, you think, if you like the guy, if, if you think about it, I mean, like they they have a win now roster, like you're talking about. But I think this is kind of a they've got all the pieces on the offense for him to be successful. Now the question is, do they have the coaching staff to make him successful? Right. I'm not sure that Anthony Lynn is the right coach right now. So he really needs to prove to me as a coach that he can get it done and. It's it's gonna be a challenge with a rookie quarterback. So we'll see what's, I think what's going you, on. I think you're a year away from competing. I think you're back in the top fifteen again, but for one more year. I think Kenneth Murray is a is a game changer. Not just because you guys are not good, just because other teams around you are so good. No, I mean I agree with that, but I think that this is a year that Anthony Lynn's coaching for his job. If they for don't sure. if they don't five hundred, he's fired. Totally. Yeah. Well, I think if it wasn't his first year last year, he would have been fired. Yeah. I think they, I think they bought him. We were, we were also disappointed in in what they were doing from a week to week basis. And it seemed a lot of it was was a coaching thing. Is this third year now or fourth year? Is it? Is this fourth season? Fourth? Is this fourth? Is it really? Yeah. I think it's Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you're. Time flies and you're having fun. Now his job's in the line. Hot seat for sure. Hot seat for sure. But he's bought himself a little time with Justin Herbert. Um, Saints. Saints. Don't do don't have a lot of picks, but Zach Bond falls to them. Adam Troutman falls to them. I think both guys can contribute for the Saints right away. Bond doesn't necessarily fit as a linebacker there, but I think they'll make him fit. He's a good athlete, um, and they could utilize him on the edge as well. Not a ton of size and some injury issues, um, but again, very productive at Wisconsin. Troutman, Dayton, not a big not a big school at all. I think he's like the first football player drafted out of there in that's cool. 40, 50 years. So that's great, um, but he's a big body. Great hands for a receiver, and the Saints have needed help at the tight end position, position since Jimmy Graham left. They Jared Cook was good, um, but I think they need they need a guy for the future, and I think Troutman could be that guy. So I like that pick, and I love Cesar Ruiz. Now they can move Larry Walford, open up some cap space, pay Lattimore, pay Alvin Kamara, play, pay Ramsick, pay the guys they need to pay, get out of that contract and cut him and let Ruiz slot in there at the guard spot. Um, so I really like what they next to Eric McCoy, who they drafted last year. In the right, and round. they they took care of the receiver need opposite of Thomas by going and getting Manuel Sanders. So it takes a little, takes a little pressure off them there yep. in the wide receiver position for sure. Um, cool. Before we get into the bottom third, bottom twelve, we'll rattle through those guys real quick. Um, we have a word from our sponsor um, that we don't have to read, and someone's reading for us. So here you go. Buy and enjoy whatever they are selling. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. 
expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Wow, that was some riveting stuff. Excellent stuff, Nick. I know you're really into that. Um, cool. 20, the Bears. 21, the Titans. 22, the Rams. 23, the Eagles. Bears, um, just because they don't have a lot of... The the issue with the Bears is this. I think Jalen Johnson's a great pick. I thought he was going to go in the first round. If he's healthy, he had he played with a whole torn labrum the whole last season. It was great. So if he's healthy and he should be in the next couple of weeks, they have a potential cornerback one. Love that. Cole Kmet, the top tight end on the board. They go out and get him. They've had some serious tight end issues. They try to draft Shaheen. Didn't really work out. They go get Cole Kmet, a local kid from Chicago. So I like that pick there. The only issue is this. If you're going to pick Cole Kmet, why do you have nine either tight ends on the roster? Why do you pay Jimmy Graham $8 million for the next two seasons a pop? That's $60 yeah. million dollars for two years. I just don't understand the, the thought process. I just don't get it. You allocate that money somewhere else. If Go you're going to take a tight end get early. Get rid of Burton, please. He's gone. He's caught. He cut, they caught him? They caught him. Thank God. But get rid of – what was the Thank point of God. signing Jimmy Graham? I think it's a waste of $8 million a year. They could have allocated that somewhere else. They yeah. really could have. Or go get him for one year, right? Too much, yeah. Whoever's Jimmy – whoever I, I need Jimmy Graham's agent. I need Sam Bradford's agent. That's who maybe I need in my com, life. Maybe Komet can learn something from Jimmy G. That would be nice. Maybe. He's been on a, a terrible trajectory Lately. since he left New Orleans. Yeah, he's – yep. Um, but I like Jalen Johnson pick. They didn't have a lot, so I like that. Titans at 21, fine. Like, fine. Christian Fulton um, is really good when good. he's on the field. It's good value. He's a good value pick. He's, he's going to be the number three corner there. Isaiah Wilson, they needed to replace Conklin at right tackle. People don't have him as high because he's a right tackle, not a left tackle, but they needed a right tackle, so they go out and get him. I kind of dig that. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize Christian Fulton was suspended for 2017 for like, switching drug tests. Classic K fault. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. That was a weird read. Yeah. I'm not huge on the Isaiah Wilson pick. I think there were other guys who I liked more. Um I was pissed at our boss. Our boss's brother in law with um the our Arthur Smith. And we got no insight. I asked him that morning, I'm like, what are they gonna do? I know you know. Just tell me. He goes, I don't <laughs> know. Do. I go, he goes, I have no idea. I haven't even asked. I go, Okay. I believed him too. I believed him as well. Oh, he he, he t- sends us a he sends us a group text. Got our teams right in his little draft. Like he's playing like a draft game with his buddies or whoever. Maybe maybe uh, even with himself, he's you know mocking it out because um, he's he's a, he's a football nerd like us. And he picked Isaiah Wilson right. No one was picking that. No one had that in their mocks across the board. Everyone had that guy in the mid second round. I'm calling I'm, I'm calling Martha Stewart on that shit. Insider training to the max. <laughs> uh, they take Darrington cool. Evans out of App State to back up Derrick Henry. He could be sick. Uh, he probably will be. And they took Cole McDonald from Hawaii. He's to got back up Tannehill. Excellent flow. Yeah, he's got a big arm and excellent flow, which that, is like that, everything is you want in a backup quarterback. All, all he just needs to look good. Yeah, uh, Rams. I kind of like the Rams draft. I just don't like. I can't. I don't like taking Van Jefferson ahead of Duvernay. Yeah, I hated yeah. that. Or ahead of Denzel Mims too. I, I actually don't. I feel like maybe or we could have given the Rams. We could have bumped him up a pick. Because I think Cam Akers is great. Yeah, I think Terrell Burgess is. Yeah, we could have bumped him up. I, I think, think we were a little hard. Terrell Lewis was a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Akers is a great pick. I think. I mean, 
they're picking him to be the starting running back for their team next year. So. That's a great replacement of, of Gurley. And you yeah. do your best to replace uh, Cooks now that he's gone. And, you know, Jefferson doesn't have to do too much because you still have Woods. Uh, I would not be shocked and, if and Reynolds. Makers, I would not be shocked if Cam Akers um, is going to be like a top 10 fantasy running back next year. Goes off. Totally not shocked. Yeah. But he was good at Florida State, and that team sucked my nuts. I, I really, you know what my big issue with the Rams was? And this is nothing to do with the players they drafted. It was the fact that they didn't get Trent Williams. That's why I'm bummed at them. They need. They should have done that. Yeah. Yep. He's playing in their division. They should have done that. Sure is. Blew that. But I think Terrell Lewis could be good. Uh, I think Terrell Burgess could be good. If yeah. They, if they both play. Burgess is not a big playmaker, but I think he's he's a good hard hard nosed football player. Um, and Terrell Lewis. Is a lot of he had some injury issues. He can never stay healthy. It's just more of a project piece. Um, but I think the potential is there for him to be a good football player. So it's wait and see. Um, cool. We have the Rams there. Then the Eagles. I just. I admit this could be me being pissed. They took my guy. I just don't. This get is it. one of the more interesting ones. I don't get because it because they 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 reach for Jalen Rager. I think a little bit. You know, totally. there's better guys in my opinion. Then they go Jalen Hurts and Ram too. Now here's the thing, if they are drafting Jalen Hurts with the hope of keeping him as quarterback, then okay. I understand it because Carson Wentz is made of glass. You never know when he's going to go down. You need a reliable backup like you had in Nick Foles, a guy who could just get plugged straight into that offense through his athleticism and play. But if they're going to utilize him like they did with Jimmy Ward and, and you know, just let him play slot receiver or make him be like a Swiss Army knife like Taysom Hill, it's a complete reach. Yeah, you can get guys Bowden in the third or fourth round. Right, they can't. They need him as a backup quarterback. Uh, well, I mean, I to I, to speculate here, Nick. I think it's kind of it might be a an unknown, and they're kind of like maybe we maybe both. Maybe we don't well, necessarily know. I think, I think that a lot of teams. I, I'm sure that almost every team in the NFL this year evaluated Jalen Hurts and think, okay, look, if he's there. At what pick are we taking him? Because I think that I think every single team in the NFL would have taken him if he was there at their number because he's such a you know athletic Swiss Army knife type player like great locker room kid. He's a, he's a great locker room kid and he's a great backup and he's won before. So I mean it's a mentality thing as well. But I mean for the Eagles to take him and not utilize him as a quarterback, that will be a very interesting thing for sure. Using a second pick. For I sure. I definitely need him as a backup. As a they do need him as a backup. As a Cowboys fan, that pick, it's one of those picks where I can't, as of now, I can't be like, God, I'm so glad they picked him. I can't. I can't be like that because I know how talented this guy is, and if he's on the football field, he's a threat no matter what he's doing. So, yep. you said but, it, but to do it right class. after you go and get Jalen Rager, I mean, you need as That's many. That's why they're you, drop back. You yeah. need as many weapons as possible, obviously, because you're, you're so thin at weapons. But... Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this works out for them. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I think you, that you hit it at the top. Nick. You could easily be right, and Wentz could go down. He could be slotted in, and yeah, then they could move. Thing. They could move Wentz. Who knows? I just don't. I mean, they definitely, they definitely could. I'm not sold on Carson Wentz. Am I crazy? Like he's always I think hurt. When he's, I think yeah. when he's healthy, he's really actually very good. Guys got like, a lot to prove. He's good. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's just never healthy, man. He's not healthy. A single season, even when he's an MVP candidate, he's not healthy, you know. And I think you need to get, they go get Jalen Hurts. Who listen, if if Wentz goes down, 
Is there a question? Is there questions about his arm? Sure. His decision making? Sure. Is there a question whether this guy could come in and deliver in the big game? Absolutely not. Zero questions there. I like what they did getting Prince Tegawanogo, though, who a guy who I thought could go in the second, third round. They get him in the sixth at offensive tackle. I also like that. I think the I think best pick for in this Kevon Wallace was a good pick too. I think. I think the draft, the best uh, pick for him in this draft was Jack Driscoll. Mm. Um, I like both. I think that, yeah. I like I both their fourth round picks. Right away, I think that's a guy who can right away start on their offensive line. Yeah. Um, and probably start there for a little while. Play to Auburn, SEC, transfers from UMass. Yeah. That's a great pick. Yeah. Just kind of too many question marks behind the decision making in this to make them, to put them in the top 15, Totes. top 20. Totally. Especially because they're, they're, uh, they need safety help bad, and they didn't address that at all, mm-hmm. which is uh, a little disheartening, but also exciting for me because uh, the boys are going to burn them. So, and then the, you have the Steelers after them. Listen, I would have, I would have. Woo! For all the listeners, Josh just sneezed. I would have liked to see the Steelers go get Hurts, not Claypool. I think Claypool's a really good prospect, um, but I don't know if that's what the Steelers necessarily needed at wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, you get a, a big-bodied receiver, so that's nice for Big Ben. He's got a bunch of little speedsters running around for him. But I totally agree. I mean, you don't Jam- you don't get Jameis Winston. You don't really have a backup quarterback. I mean, we saw what the team did with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges last year, and only, you know, by their coach's efforts and their defense's efforts in going and getting Minka Fitzpatrick were they almost contending for a playoff. And if, the, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers – this is a this is a football franchise that has a lot of history, likes to be competing, and if there's no real heir apparent for Ben Roethlisberger, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And to get a valued guy like like Hertz at the forty nine at the forty ninth pick in the second round, I would have really loved that. Yeah. I would have loved that. Yeah, I just uh, look if they now they if they need to trade now if Deontay Johnson and Washington work out and Claypool is good, they can trade Juju Smith Schuster at a number one value, and you saw what the 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 haul of the Vikings got for Diggs, right? Because you're not going to be able to pay everyone on the defense either. There's going to be a, there's going to come there's going to come a time where they have to retool a little bit. Um, I, and I like the McFarland pick as a good back running back. I like Highsmith and Dotson. Dotson's a beast at, at the interior and the offensive line. I thought that was a really nice pick by them. Uh, he could play guard. He's, he he was great last season at Louisiana. Had a high, really high pro football focus grade over there. Next up, we have the Pats. Yeah, man. Pats. We think. It's just not sexy, but I'm kind of happy with it. Like, look, we're a plug-and-play system. We lost Roberts. We lost Kyle Van Noy, and we needed linebackers to replace them. Um, Uche is a guy who's barely played football at, at, at a starting level, um, and he when he did at Michigan in his one season, he was great. So I'm cool with that pick in the second round. I like Anthony Jennings, another starter at Alabama, a guy who was productive over there for them. Both these you guys could kind of – you were saying that you wanted them to pick Jalen Hurts. Now, yeah. let's say that okay, let's say that you don't pick Kyle Duggard at 37, and you pick Jalen Hurts there. Do you think Kyle Duggard is there at 60? I don't know. I think say, I don't think I don't know because safeties are flying off the board, and he's still a high-ranked safety just because he played at Lenoir Rhine, wherever the hell he Look, played. It was pretty. It was pretty evident that Belichick wasn't in on any of the quarterbacks in this draft yeah. unless he was on on Morgan that the Jets. I think uh, he would have taken Morgan in the fourth or fifth round. Fifth round. Right. So I mean, I guess they have all the conference in the world in Stidham this year and see how kind of what happens. Or they sign a guy like Cam, or they trade for Andy Dalton, or they trade for Jacoby Brissett. I mean, there's still options. They did sign Brian Lewerke, 
as an undrafted free agent. So yeah, I think they're gonna go with Stidham. I think they're just gonna do that and see where that takes them. They take they take two tight ends, one who is one who's an athletic receiver, uh, and Devin Asai. I thought when they said Devin, I thought they were taking Duvernay. Devin Asiasi. Devin Asiasi is amazing. Yeah, I've seen him play. He's great. Yeah, I thought he's yeah he's good. He's athletic. He's got good tape. I thought he. I think that's a nice pick. Dalton Keene, not a sexy pick, but he could play fullback and he could block. So I like that. The I thought they kicker. were taking what? You guys take the first kicker off the board. Yeah, cool. I'm in on the kicker position. We need we need to replace I, that. I think you, in my opinion, you have the luxury of knowing that you have Bill Belichick picking your team. Yeah, and. And figuring things out on defense because I think on paper, you guys did not have a good draft. No, and I agree. I agree with Toss. I think but I just I, I think I, that's but, because but, you guys no one knows who Duger is. Well, neither do you. You have to trust. Bill and I trust. I, I and Look, I and I trust his promise because he picks safety as well all the time. I have no doubt that that these guys will probably pan out. The people that I'm most skeptical about are the two tight ends because you went off the board and grabbed the number eight and ten tight end basically eight or nine. Seven, you could maybe say, but there were other tight ends who I think had have more value. Other tight ends, sure. I think that's where you know he might have missed. I don't know. We'll 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 find out. I just think that there's a reason why we have them at 25, and they they could have even fallen further than that. I don't think they had a yeah. bad. I think I think a lot of teams had good drafts, and that's why other, they're back there. I think that if this was any other team's draft, then we, it would have been lower on our board. But the fact that we give a lot of credit to Bill Belichick. He on knows, how he drafts, yeah, and how he evaluates talent. He knows what he's doing. Like I was, you know, our, my roommates are huge Patriots fans, like you, Josh, mm-hmm. and you know, they they kind of talk themselves into the Kyle Duggar pick because if if Bill sees something in this kid, then we got to trust him. You know, <laughs> it's also like we run we run a three safety set sometimes, and so we got rid of Tavon Wilson. And we need another safety in there. I want. I wanted. I honestly, with the with. I want. I was bummed when the Jets took Ashton Davis. I wanted the out of the safety out of California in the third round. I thought I, I wanted, but the, I wanted them to take two safeties because McCourty's not going to play forever. Look, Duggar is a complete unknown. Sure, but he's athletic. He did well at the Senior Bowl, um, from what we read, and he's big and he's you know. And I, I like Duggar. I think he could be. I do fine. think. I do think that Nick brought up a good point. He might have been there at sixty. Maybe, but you Maybe. don't. If you don't know, you don't. The know. whole process of like we we, sure. we we learned last year. Daniel Jones was the Giants guy. They took him at six because they don't know if he's going to be there at seventeen. If you, if you have a guy, you take your guy. Yeah, I just I think it's important to point out that that if you slotted this team's name with any other team, that we would absolutely be shitting on this draft. And I think totally. That that's the value of Bill Belichick, which is just a tremendous value, and you know we're probably going to see like two of these guys become Pro Bowlers or something like that. And if, but if you if we had if the Jag if the honestly, I think the kicker pick was a bit reckless, but yeah, but like whatever he does <laughs> shit like that all the time. If the Jaguars if the, we look at the Jaguars draft and go okay, that's not the Jaguars, that's another team that's you know that's like the Broncos. We're saying the Broncos completely won the draft because they have a good coaching staff and a stable franchise. Sure, you know we're arguing the third team with them being the number one team, which I think is not that big of a difference. But yeah, I think by th- I, we're arguing the twenty fifth being like the, the thirty second. It's not that big of a difference either. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a little bit different for me because notoriously the Patriots win the draft, and not only do they do they win it, they win it on paper and they win it in practice. Mm-hmm, and but- this one seems like they didn't win it on paper. Now I feel like because it's Bill, they will win in practice. But that's it's just a somewhat of an anomaly of their normal drafts. 
because they don't have Tom Brady and I expected them to do a lot of damage. And they dealt a lot of those picks that they had when we were looking at the draft from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, listen, the... the to stock for, for next year. Because Bill would rather have 10 picks in this draft and 10 picks in the next draft than have 15 picks in this draft. Yeah, totally. I'm with you. I agree. And I, I think that he, he's always stockpiling picks and we'll move on. But I think he gets he replaces the linebackers he needs and gets depth there and he adds another safety. So I'm not mad about it. I would have liked Hurts, obviously. That was my guy, but he didn't get him. So I, I got to trust what he's doing. Seahawks we have after that. Um, they could be higher too. I mean, I think Jordan Brooks and, and, and Daryl Taylor. Daryl Taylor all of a sudden is getting amazing buzz after the draft. Um, and Jordan Brooks, uh, Wagner's not going to play forever, so he's going to slot in there soon. Um, these guys could be great. We just don't know right away. Yeah. I think Alton Robinson, DJ Dallas. Um, we could honestly have these guys higher. Um, I just think we all felt that they reached for Jordan Brooks, which was a big issue for us. Um, for and, sure. and we would love to see them trade out. I think they tried to trade out with the Packers. Yeah, um, we were almost certain that the Seahawks were going to trade out of this draft. Yeah, yeah. That was a big it was bet. surprising to see him not. Yeah, but I think they, with Alton Robinson in the fifth round, I think they can maybe you know walk away with this, the big winners. Yeah. It's just some certain unknowns right right away. And, Damian Lewis, interior yeah. offensive lineman, you like that? Yeah, and I just don't necessarily trust Pete Carroll in the first round as of late. <laughs> then we've got the Chiefs, who... And the first round with the first running back off the board. Surprising that they picked Edward Solaire, but I think it's just Reed's guy. I think it's a great fit. I think it's a perfect fit for them. I think it's a great fit. They needed a good pass-catching running back. They needed depth at the running back position. Look, yeah. This uh, was a team that didn't really need to do anything super sexy in the draft because they won the Super Bowl. They didn't lose a lot of pieces. They just needed to kind of fill out the depth a little bit, and they did just exactly that. Yeah, they went and got Lucas Nyang from TCU in the, in the third round, which I think was a good value pick there. You know, you can always use protection up front. To Eric Fisher's not going to play forever, and he's just okay. And Mitchell sure. Schwartz is getting up there in age. Totally like gotta, that pick. Got to protect Patrick Mahomes. I just don't know about the Willie Gay Jr. pick. The guy seems like kind of an a-hole. Um, <laughs> sorry, he just does. Just yeah. a lot of off-the-field issues. But yeah. maybe Reed looks at that, and they go, okay, we can move this guy around. Justin Houston had off-the-field shit, too, and they moved, and they and they, and they they spruced him up. Yep. Um, cool, so we have the Chiefs I've there. What? I've heard good things about Mike Dana as well from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's a good pick. I don't know him as well, but yeah, I'll, I'll take you. I'll take your word on it. Michigan always has good defensive guys come out. Um, then we got the Falcons, where are they at twenty twenty eight. They could be lower, honestly. They could be lower. I, I mean, I like I hate, just, just I hate like, their first pick, but they, they save themselves with their second. pick. Marlon Davidson's a great player at Auburn. Uh, he's a guy that could have snuck into the back end in the first round for sure. How do you not take the best player available and you just reach for a cornerback? I don't understand that. I know you have Julio Jones, but he's not young by any means. You've taken Calvin, Calvin Ridley, but more more than Mary, they should have just taken CeeDee Lamb and said, fuck it, and figure it out later. I have no guarantee. Like, I just don't even know if... CeeDee Lamb? Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that either, but I think that there were other guys that were available that were better than AJ Terrell, who you needed on your roster. And or I think like, who's to say that Noah Igbenege or whatever however you say his name is not going to be better than AJ Terrell. Yeah, totally. I mean look, I think that they should have traded out of that pick if that was the case. I don't think they should have taken Lamb because they don't need Lamb, but I think they should have traded out for with a team who wanted Lamb. I don't know if anyone was moving up at that point. I think the I'm Eagles sure had were, their I'm guy. It would have been interesting. I wonder if the Eagles would have bought on it or something like that, or the Vikings. I think the Eagles and Vikings had their guy on cool in the board come to them, as were the Cowboys. Yeah. I think the Dolphins won Austin Jackson and felt they didn't need to move up and get him. So at that point, the Raiders already took rugs. Um, it would have been sick if they took Lamb, too. Um, but I think, yeah, I wonder if they would have taken him if he fell to 19. 
that would have been exciting to crazy. watch. That would have been crazy. Um, but I just think, listen, I would have rather them see. T- I, my point, I would have rather them see them take Lamb than take AJ Terrell, which is a complete. He got totally. He got worked. Yeah, he got he got burned in the in the national championship by Justin Jefferson. I don't know, but. Yeah, didn't really like their draft, but like Marlon Davidson, so hopefully some redemption in that Yeah, pick. Redskins crush it with Chase Young, who, you know, was a no-brainer. But, but after after that, they take like a bunch of, like, you know, project-wide receivers, and yeah. it's like, dude, come on. Man. I like Gibson. I think it's a solid third-round pick. Be, they could all be good. It's just you help get help on the offensive line. There's offensive linemen available. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's the same thing with the Raiders. We have at thirty. You, you are if you are seven and nineteen, your lines are not great. Your defensive line, your offensive line is not great if you're seven and nine. And and that being said, you take three receivers with your first four picks, <laughs> four skill, po- four skill position players. You don't who that's like shoot you, that at that point what it tells to me and rugs and not and this including rugs who I think is good. Like you don't you're you're just shooting blindly and hoping one of these guys hits and that's not a good way to go about go about the draft. Like I understand the Broncos taking Judy because he felt them and he's the top guy on their board. I understand them taking KJ Handler because he could fit the scheme and adds and adds a level of depth to an offense they're trying to grow to compete with the Chiefs. Now the Raiders need help on the receiving core, sure, but take two receivers and don't take three. That's just chaos to me, man. Yeah. It's just so chaotic. Well, the Broncos also already have a defense that's better than the Raiders. Exactly. Um, tech, and I don't, I don't mind the Arnett pick if everyone's reaching for corners. Texans had no picks. Uh, I like Blacklock a lot for them. I think that's a great pick. But outside of that, nothing really special um, yeah. to worry home about. And then the I Packers. I draft for the Texans. Yeah. Honestly, Bill O'Brien's getting fired after this year anyway. So he sucks. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, unless he crushes it and really we all look stupid, which would be kind of swag. And then the Packers. Look, if Jordan loves your guy for the future, fine. But you're you're a one win away from the Super Bowl. The Saints are in a lesser or close to rebuild than you are in a sense, or close to you know having to turn the chapter than you are, and they still go win now mode. I don't understand how I, the Packers don't take a receiver. How do you not and, take and don't, a receiver? Draft. How don't, do you not take a receiver? Don't come at us and tell us that these young receivers on your team are the answer for the person across from Devontae Adams because they all mm-hmm. had their chance last year, and they none of them it. are. None, none of them, them are. Out. None of them stood out. And if you had T. Higgins across from, from Devontae Adams, he would light it up. Game changer. He would light it up. Listen, uh, you take Jordan Love, fine. But then you take – and I maybe you don't want to pay Aaron Jones, but like A.J. Dillon is good, not great. Right. Over Get Duvernay, Duvernay yeah. like do or one of the receivers and save the Redskins from taking or the Raiders from taking like nine or or the sixth round comes yeah. around and you see that KJ Hill is still on the board. Go get that guy. Nothing. Look, you're gonna tell me that Alan Lazard or Marcus Valling scouting are better are better options than the guys that were there from rounds four to three. We if, love if, we love MVS. If MVS wasn't on the podcast, I would say I would agree with you. We love if he had not been. A, <laughs> so let's take that out of the equation. Let's I say so. In a hypothetical world where MVS was not a guest in the charity stripe, then yeah, I agree with you, Nick. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, I, I mean, the Lazard stupid, King man. is not doing anything for them. Yeah, the, <laughs> Jordan Love, like I don't even like him that much. I don't understand. I like I like Jordan Love. If he's a quarterback for the future, then this is a great draft for them. Oh, you have but... three different offensive coordinators. Blow me, guys. Transfer schools all the time and crush it. Yeah, I don't like him. I'm kind of in on this pick, one, because I don't like the Packers, but two, because I think Jordan Love could be good, and I am so, so on board for irritating Aaron Rodgers into going somewhere else and having him absolutely tear it up. I would love that. Yeah, Rodgers is definitely the most hated, best football player, I think. You think so? 
Yeah, he, I, I think, think yeah, I think it's pretty fair. What if he went to the What if he went to the Forty Nineers? He's the KD of NFL. Tom Brady. Like people don't like Tom Brady because he's not nice. People don't like Tom Brady because he's a winner. And like Aaron Rodgers is just a dick. It's the <laughs> same reason people hate on Steph, and I think Aaron Rodgers is KD. Yeah, they're so talented. Arguably, arguably, like more talented than the guy that's better than them. But like, no one likes them. Yeah, yeah. And that's our draft grades. Do we have any other sponsors, by the way? Yeah, we're brought to you by BetOnline. AG. Cool. BetOnline.ag. MyPod100. Uh, you get half off on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. MyPod100. And when go, you bet, when you, get paid. And when you de- when you deposit money, don't go. To the online casino. Yeah, yeah. The online casino is no bueno because that's how you you flush your money down the toilet real quick. Yep. Yes. Not sir. not speaking from experience, just hypothetically. Also saying that. I didn't guys doing a uh, uh, draft props. I made a hundred bucks. I cool. lost like twenty bucks. I didn't do great the first day. The one bet that I hit was Andrew Thomas being the first uh, offensive tackle hit taken. That too. Josh, but my second day to make up with for some lost money. I hit them all three within like the first 10 minutes of the draft. That's excellent. I tell uh, Itar Gross Matos is the first defensive lineman taken on the day. Uh, T. Higgins is the first receiver taken on the day. That's great. And Xavier McKinney under 40 and a half. So nice. <laughs> we took originally at under 25 and a half. So Nick wrote him, Nick wrote him at the next day. That's how you did yeah. Nick. I took Half-time. all the money I won and put it on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Well, because they won't Good. let me, they won't let me cash out. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't have much. I don't have any Bitcoin for Christ's sakes. Um, so yeah, I had to go right. do that. All right. Well, thanks for having me on this Zoom chat, guys. Nick, yeah, thanks, Nick. Nick, I love you like a brother. Let me be honest with you. Don't forget. Don't forget that tonight when you put your head on the pillow and close your eyes. Okay. Right. That'll be the last thing. I'm say, sure. <laughs> then that's what makes me happy. Into the anything f- to add to that Nick. Before I go. Mm, Toss from Nick. Nick wants to know if you want to add anything for him. No, he Nick. Goes to sleep. Nick, uh, you're a, you're a bad bad man. You're a bad man. Oh, cause he's got a bad hat on, Nick. You do look like a bad bad boy. Uh, We've got fans, a <laughs> yeah. got a great guest on our next show. David um, Burt Whistle. David Burt Whistle from Too Hot to Handle Netflix show. This could finally be Nick's chance to get an in on the reality TV show. This be sure is to be sure to check where it out. It starts. I don't know. Nick, I hope for it. I pray, that's what I. One of the things I pray for every night. Um, but yeah, I also pray for people to drag both feet, feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck at that putt at your because they're free, hit your free throws. Why guys? Because they're free. free. We out ya. We love ya. All right. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.